0: And welcome to the Bryce Cast. This is episode two. I am, of course, Bryce, uh, because, you know, this way no one can do a podcast off me. Uh, but more importantly, our guest for this week, a uh, good friend of mine, known for a very long time, Royal Ravens player, it's Dylan Daly or Madcat. Madcat, how are you? I'm good. You're good?
1: As, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Not about as much as I can say. That's no,
0: it, it's, that's no problem. I know we were talking a little bit before we came live, but let's crack into it here because... I know, you know, we've we've talked Call of Duty a lot in the past, and let's face it, we love a good, a good rant about things. So let's talk about... I was going to start with something, but I'm going to start with something else. There's been a rumour, Dylan. A, ru- a rumour that's come up, and I want your take on it. What rumour? Could Call of Duty go back to 4v4?
1: It should do, yeah. <laughs> Whether or not it does is a different situation, but it should do, yeah? I mean, last year... I thought last year was quite good. Uh yeah. Actually. Last year was alright. Uh obviously I didn't play in the pro league, so and I didn't play a lot of the Amsterdam, um, so I was pretty much watching last year. It was kinda of alright. I only watched teams that I had like a sort of um relationship with people on there like the yeah the the red team, the rec team and um teams that I just people like David and that but yeah.
0: yeah i think i think for me the biggest question is is viability because okay i don't know how to put this i suppose i suppose just being honest would be the best way um heard a rumor it's been cycling about in my twitter sphere that there was a rumor that we could have gone to 6v6 this year and people have alluded to it and i know the fact that i've heard from deep in the industry that that was at least floated to 66. go to 6v6 six- Six v six. Start of this year.
1: With, with Hackney Yard in the game, <laughs> the two v two map. Oh, bro,
0: that was that that was yeah. a. Ge- so anybody who's curious about the rumor, that was a genuine. I believe that conversation was genuinely had, and shut down. Um, which it, I mean, I don't even want to think about Hackney Yard casting like a hard point or or a dom on six v six Hackney Yard. It would be interesting to say the least. Um, but four v4, I think for me the biggest arguments in four v four are it and, and you only really get this if you if you at least try and compete on it or, or play competitive. It flows so differently. It feels like at least to my point of view, like positioning matters more. Uh it's you know trading is still important, but it becomes more about playing um, around the map in a different way, because you know you're not gonna have a quick respawn and have those bodies to flood in. Uh or at least that's my view of it, Matt. Oh, I mean you
1: would assume so on a typical quarter of duty yeah. a 4v4 game would play that out. Obviously you got three lanes and only you kinda of like need map control and you're trying to like say in a standard setup, you're trying to have each lane covered, whatnot, yeah. maybe one open. You have you've only got room for two people just to, to stack one lane, right? Whereas at the moment you've probably got two two one, one one three. You, like, there's so many different varieties, and also the, how, how these games actually play. But a typical setup, you kind of have to play the safe game because one death can cause you a game, yeah, uh, or cause you a, a flag or a hard point break. Uh, break, but, but as you said, like, five five changes the game so much, make it six v six, though. Wow, <laughs> wow, imagine that uh, you'd have to do like a four lane game.
0: I would love to see a play, have to. I'd love to see a play test on it. Like, I mean, I don't think any any professional players will put themselves through it. it I mean,
1: things. like, if you used to watch a, a game of Pro Call of Duty, just like any weekend, any homestand, just like I watch it and I play the game every day. Yeah. I can't keep up unless I sit forward and actually look at it like I'm actually playing. I can't just sit on the sofa or the city and just watch the game. I just, just what just happened then? Like, how that happened?
0: Yeah, whereas
1: like last year, because it then it just all made sense.
0: Yeah, I think people also like it, you said, alive a little bit longer last year, right? So players would be in those positions. Now it's like people drop everywhere on the map. It's it's quite difficult to to kind of justify that positioning and stuff. But the other major question about this is, what do you think the franchises would do? Because the the idea, at least the rumor I heard behind four v four, right? Or the the idea is expand the league, get four more teams in make it 16 split into two conferences and go 4v4 it would mean that realistically every franchise would only have to drop one player from their main roster
1: yeah but the whole point with that is that if, if it goes 4v4 next year there's going to be no expansion from my understanding there's going to be no expansion well uh, I assume so with everything that's going on in the world companies are cutting not boring. So I assume next year there'll be no expansion, and then you have a year of 4v4, and you miss out and you miss out on how many spots? that be 12 players yeah. missing out. Then you got your bench players, and the 4v4 game. Like I want to say there'd be less team changes in my. Oh, there'll probably be less team changes in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, purely because you got less personalities, less chance for like teams. Just I think there'll be a bigger skill gap. That's probably the reason why there won't be. There'll be a bigger skill gap. So the lower teams will change a lot in order to try like, uh, narrow the margin of the skill gap.
0: Yeah, they'll
1: never get there. If you're at the bottom, you're at the bottom. I think in four v four, the better team will always probably prevail. Um. But yeah, I just, I just don't see, I just don't see the, the year being good for everyone, especially how. I'm um, seeing these at the moment. If it was to do 44 next year, this wouldn't be good. The league
0: has to expand before it goes forward. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think expansion is the way for the league. I think 16 teams is the way forward. Um, I just I just think 16 teams. It makes it more of a round number. You can do two conferences then, um, which would make sense in my mind. Having two conferences, it would mean that home stands could be could possibly change format. Let's talk Let's talk about the home stands and the way this this year worked from your point of view because. I know you've been in the in the in the challenger system, and we will get to that because um, that's a big topic. But from your point of view, you know, watching the home stands, and I know you were at the London Ravens one, and you did the hype battles, which admittedly, you know, that was the only good hype battle I'd seen all year. Um, what do you think of the, the home stand system at the moment? What would you change about it? Do you think they need to change it for next year? Come back? What?
1: Uh, the home. I don't know where I really stand on it. Um, I kind of like it, and I kind of don't. I think. Um, obviously you can't really say one of our points would be is that you don't really get an open event, but you can't, it's a franchise league. People pay to be exclusive.
0: Yeah. Uh, if, if,
1: uh, these AM players will be able to play in the pro tournament. It wouldn't be exclusive. Right. So um, kind of have to take that away from now. I think of it going forward. You can't really think about the way it used to be. Um, I kind of disliked how there was four teams missing out at the event. Uh, some events this year i mean granted they were online made it a little bit better because it wasn't a waste of like uh franchises money uh waste of people going to these events like their costs and whatnot travel for hotel that you'd miss out on four teams right that's what i just didn't like i felt like if it was a uh, all the teams were there if it was enough online obviously every tournament would have mattered whereas yeah. Some of these tournaments I've seen was like there's been ones where the Dallas, Chicago, Florida and New York was missing and Dallas was just the only one there. And it's like, well, it's a free win, bro. Like, like if that was a land, you probably give them a little bit of a talking about a chip. Like that should
0: not be a chip. If all teams are there, then we could talk about the chips. It's a weird one especially considering like once you get out of those group stages it goes to single I mean, you can kind of like bypass some teams and if teams don't match up very well it kind of works out a bit weird. I think what you said there about the opens is interesting because those are always the the big events we were like to that the hype of the players come through and really go for it and cause the upsets. Um I was wondering like whether or not this year like as well as the home stands there should be a mid-season event. I don't but was I... supposed to
1: be right. I think so. I, I, they,
0: they, it, well, the, I think there was because we were supposed to have
1: one in the challenges as well. It's supposed to be the exact same weekend. I think it was like the, like the mid mid split. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's when. I think after that was the whole rust like rusted change movement. That's what it was supposed to be before COVID happened. Yeah. Obviously, everything happened, and I don't think they they ran the event online. Yeah, I think. But, but I, I I do think there should be more than probably one. I think there should be. I think. The leagues probably sh- should start a bit earlier in the year. Um and the games come out in October now, is it? Game come out in October. Yeah. I think, I think the, so. the league should start in January, and then every like two months you should have a big event.
0: I think. Because like, like the big events are like what Call of Duty really is built on, like. Well, it was unique as an eSport, right? I don't think. Yeah. I don't know anybody else who's really doing. I mean, like, Halo I mean, like you Gears. got Gears, yeah. but
1: like they, they, they're pretty much like. It's like under the same roof, like Mo old school MOG, like Halo, Gears, Cod. Yeah, or like the MLG on um, um, Umbrella. So... yeah, that's kind of what Cod has made out. So just scrap them, kind of puts a distaste in some people's mouths. Um,
0: Do you think so? For me, it's we, we spoke about challenges before, and I uh, I, f- I still feel like at least in my mind, right, you've got this the, the pros, right, and that's a, it's a great. So don't get me wrong, right, I think content wise the pro scene this year even with covid has been terrible i think realistically there's all these shows going out and these these bits of content and all this sort of stuff but it doesn't feel real almost like we get like these behind the uh, you know the, the 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 curtain but i want like a really i think i've been spoiled by big documentaries like all or nothing or the f1 documentaries these things that really get behind the scenes and show these players what was yeah, it big... so what
1: like the vision was with optic. Like everyone yeah. tuned in with the vision. Like granted, it kind of got dull when they brought in some of the dead uh, PC teams and whatnot. But yeah. you still skipped to the COD part. You wanted to watch it. after they had a good tournament, bad tournament? You wanted to see what the reactions was like. And um, I've been watching some of the Huntsman stuff. Uh, my morning while I make my breakfast, I'll throw up a Huntsman video if it comes my recommended. Uh, granted, they're not as good as. Like the old videos because they're yeah. not all in it. It's just dumb, pretty much and just like some of the content creators. Do you know? Do you remember the you old really recon videos?
0: Do you remember the old recon videos they used to do before before an event went live on the Friday? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, yeah, we did. We did one of them. Yeah.
0: Like it was, I think they used to use the
1: company that UFC used. I ran off that, but yeah, that day were great. I remember one of them. When uh Red said they were gonna smoke us and they got bodied, oh, I remember <laughs> <Yeah. Well, laughs> like, yeah, they they were good. They they were good, but
0: but where that... is that? Where where is that content? Because that.
1: that but that but that was that was run by MRG, and so good. like the the league kind of has to step in and kind of feel what MRG were trying to do with that, but also the franchises need to, they're putting a lot of money into this, right? Yeah. Why not throw a little bit more to make your brand likable, bring more fans in. That's... And normally, <laughs> like, if you want to make money off it, your brand kind of has to be appealing if you want to sell it or if you want to make some kind of revenue back, you need the fans, right? Yeah. Just, like, the kind of, like, i say one franchise you kind of look at is the Paris one. Yeah. And, like, they've kind of, like, gone away from what it should have been. They've had French influence in the team, the French player being the face of it. And that's how their franchise should have been built from the start. Whereas, they've gone down the route at the first first year. Like, anyone that you meet, uh, anyone, just anyone you meet, first impressions mean the most. First impressions also last impressions from people. Yeah. So, I think- you used to bring in American, Australian, and a UK team. <laughs> and you got the French guy, and you just send him back to Europe. It's all like, kind of like, you kind of like, put yourself... See, like you've got like the first steps, like people are taking steps forward, and you've just took steps back off the rip. Right, like, and that's the sort of things that like, not like that these franchises need to be do with the content. they Need to bring in these fans in. At the moment, X is just taking the fans that he used to have and just bringing them over. New fans are just taking them in, because he's creating the content. He's bringing the fans in. They can yeah. watch something, watch that team, and they're also doing the team streaming scrims as well which, I mean, sometimes can get a bit, I've never been a fan of it, but now and then it's not that bad. Maybe now is not the best time to be streaming. streaming big tournament coming up. But they, they're they putting themselves in the likeable position. And that's why they've got the biggest franchise, even though obviously granted Hex and Stumper, they are who they are before. Yeah. obviously. But they are still doing what everyone else isn't. And the wreck, like the wreck lot they tried to do it, I enjoyed their videos. I love
0: their videos. I th- I think realistically Wreck is a great example of no they didn't go gangbusters in terms of numbers at the end of the year, but you speak to anybody in cold competitive and they remember those videos. They they loved those videos. It made it, I think it made Zed way more popular than he was before they started. Like people you, love you, Zed. You,
1: you, well you just give characters that haven't really had the uh, it the opportunity to showcase their personality.
0: Yeah. And I, I think,
1: think that's a lot you, you obviously you have like a yeah you have a fair few, fair few uh, personalities in the scene that no one really knows. Like there's, like there's people that no one really knows, no no one really knows, but they are very genuine, funny, outgoing people. But no one really knows because they haven't been really given tools or the opportunity to showcase it. via Obviously, the the, the orgs or the franchises they are playing for.
0: No, I, I completely agree. I don't think I could agree more with the point, and it's something I brought up, you know, way before, you know, on Spitfire. The the truth of this is, is the amount of money invested in these franchises, and I know there's been cutbacks this year, the amount of money invested in these franchises, to do some really good content, like really good content and put it out, would pay dividends. Like it would it would increase the brand more I mean, than I mean, just
1: like I I don't really follow other esports, so I'm not gonna really say it. But there is one franchise making content. Yeah. One out of twelve, another one just steps up to the plate. will that will make good things. Happen.
0: Yeah, it's, it's you, you know how it goes. Well, I just think it, I just think it's it's simple, right? It's some of some of the ideas could be really easy, right? You say you can't scream scrims, show something from three months ago. Go back and watch your games with the team reacting to their gameplay, uh, and the games like live. That I would watch that. I would love to see you, you know, like the Ravens versus Dallas. And I'd love to see the I haven't seen of the anything
1: from someone put in chat Dallas doing an okay job. I haven't seen anything far Rambo doing a video. Yeah? I I d I don't know if they'd do anything else. That's that's the all I've saw.
0: It's it's just it's it's disappointing for me. And this is way beyond the point where we got to. Content this year has been really low in terms of like we get lots of the the CDL talent team doing stuff, and that's basically it. And then occasionally we get short behind the scenes, like we no, don't...
1: but no one really wants to watch them anymore, bro. Like, no offense to the talent, but I think we've come to a point now where we've seen Maven on stream for however long. Yeah, I think Maven's ran out of jokes. I mean, he's been on air way too long. <laughs> he obviously ran out of some form of jokes, and it comes to a point where, like, the fans should have the opportunity to, to. to and to get to know or get to see these new players because there is a lot of new players, and yeah. I'm not sure, I don't really know a lot of the new players, but obviously, they must have some sort of some form of character. Yeah, so the fans should get to know these players because if you're going to invest into these players for the long term, you want them to be a face of your franchise. You can't do that if they just sit in the shadow.
0: Yeah, it's also going forward as well, right? Like, if you want to go, you know, two years in the future, one of these players that you brought in, you know, becomes a big name. Right. You want
1: to build their fan base up and you're yeah. for more money, right?
0: It's it, it's just, it has been crazy to me, the lack of care of content. Because I feel like, I, you know like we said about, I think that recon thing was interesting because it was something I would always watch before an event. Like, I'm about to watch three days of 15 hours a day Call of Duty, but I make sure I tune in to watch recon. Because I want to see these players and it's funny and it's well edited and it goes down. And you said, you know, like the UFC do it very well. I think the NFL films, if you've ever, you know, you don't actually have to be a fan of American football to go watch NFL films and see that the quality content they put on there is unbelievable. I actually started watching some American football because I watched NFL films first and watched the highlights and then started watching player highlights of like the personalities and their top 100 and all this sort of stuff. It's so important. And, it, and, it, and we, we need to go back to my point about the challenges, right? I feel like the storylines for the challenger players aren't going to be there as much next year. Like, you're going to have to really dig deep to find out, you know, who these guys are. Because nobody right now is like, oh, they've won an event, oh, maybe they should be pumped up. But so much more could be done. I would like to see something like a combine. Start of the year, like, have the event, call it the combine, have a big desk, sit down, and everybody kind of starts going into these players. Well, who needs what in what position? You know, real experts. And I would have... You can stop me, do if you think this sounds stupid. But I would have it so these players sit down, and we can have the teams there, we could even have, you know, representatives of the teams, or players, kind of, breaking down these challenger players, going, well, this guy played well over here, you know, take away from the normal casting if you don't want it normally cast. Like a a really good fucking dive into who these players are, why this team is winning, you know, and you could have it as as a pre-event or a halfway split, because then, everybody in all the community goes, well, hold on a second, you know, I don't know, uh, Clayster said he's pointed out, you know, trick shot, he's been doing really well in this position and this position and this is why. And people are gonna remember that and the the franchises will remember that. And then when it comes to, you know, that the, the mania hype, there's there's a story to tell. When somebody like an amateur gets picked up, they go, Oh holy shit, yeah, they, they pointed him out six months ago and here's his journey and, and here's all this shit then all of a sudden people give people care about the challenges, right? You know, you have to you have to build it up that way. It has to be something that people you have to give a reason. For people to give a shit.
1: Because I, people I, won't.
0: I, I, I agree. i make people care. They want to
1: care on their own accord. Yeah. Especially with how the challenges is.
0: I mean, that's... I like, mean, it's the other thing of the homestands, right? It's like... I feel like... Maybe if it was... You could probably have slightly different tournaments. If, if it went to 16, the homestands, in my mind, and this... And some people will hate this. Split it into the two... Uh, split it into two kind of leagues you know like this eight and this eight alternate weekends and they'll just play out continuously and then at the end of the year we get the playoffs and we kind of get to see you know who's about and what's going on
1: I I think with the challenges there could be so much fun. Uh, I mean just a simple stream from the start would have been good right uh, yeah I mean the one thing for me is uh, from playing it it almost feels like it's just there to be there have people playing you know you don't want krim or clay 50 years old playing so you need to get someone yeah but the way i feel like apart from the few orgs out i'll pump into it i don't know kind of why um they're pumping money into it because of retirement investments though also like you gotta understand from like the older players standpoint like you don't make the cut and you're playing in challenges Chance of so you getting paid is zero.
0: Yeah, that's so. Let's like talk about minute, the challenger system in minimum. more depth. Like you've you've been in that in the in the passion pit this year. What's it been like for you? I mean, and to be fair, I think you're special because I've seen you go through it on Twitter. Um, but let's take it from your point of view. The the challenger system uh, that you've been playing in from the start as a, as a sub for Royal Ravens. Um, what do you think? Like, well, what's, it, what's it been like? <laughs> I think your dog, I think your dog has objected there.
1: Yeah, so challenges like on a on a weird one for me because I missed out the first event, on my visa. But yeah. I didn't go to pretty, pretty much any event. I went to London one. I like got three series. Um, oh. it's a bit of a weird one, challenges. But over as an overall, it seems to be like and like it, the kind of the way it's been put nowadays way franchise looking at it, like they, like if you've pretty much been around they don't really want you and that's one thing like I've seen like and actually know from like understanding of like these different franchises looking in at, at the challenges like yeah like I don't think someone like myself would ever be able to get back where I was regardless of skill because the skill is there I would I would say I'd easy fit into half of these franchises and be better than some of their players. Is that is that is
0: that a problem? Is that a lack of scouting from the franchises or I no
1: because well yes, no, but you they, they, they kinda want young players what I don't understand is that like you aren't really looking like when like the way it's run right at the moment, they're kinda like just getting rid of players left if it's not working, get rid of that one, that one, that one. You're not really holding on to these young players regardless, like if it doesn't work, they're going to go, right? Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Like, you got like someone like Dave Stever that have been around me, even like Nelson. Like, we have been up two, three the whole year in Europe. So for them to get overlooked because they've been around or they're like 22, 23, it's kind of bad because you've got players like Clay who are like 27 in the league. I think he had a phenomenal year. One of his best over the past few years. I think players are going to get get overlooked going further because people want these young players they've never heard of. But no. that's obviously, that's not a bad thing no. in itself. I think these young players will be having an opportunity to showcase their talent, and, and rightly so. But I think the age factoring at the moment is being looked at way too wrong. But the challenger system as a whole... It's not really been showcased great enough. So, like, people are kind of, like, going off. He say, she say. Uh, any scouting has pretty much been ran off. I've been, like, five cups the whole year. And just, yeah. And, and it's on, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because it's online as well. It's kind of hard to really judge it. But just from the go, there was, like, a lack of uh, infrastructure play. So, just a, a bit of money thrown into it, and that was it.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I think that's one of the things I've been talking about. Like, I haven't seen a ton of games because, you know, you get the Challenger Cups and you get the, you know, the homestands and some of it isn't streamed and I'm like, kind of want to see it. You know, I'd really, really be interested to see it. Some people stream and then stop and you're like, that's when I want to see the good games. The last few games, the big boys going to town on each other. Um, And for me, it's always going to be disappointing to not be able to watch it because I did it last year. Right. And don't get me wrong. When I watched the open bracket last year, there were some absolutely shocking games. Games that I, you know, quite happily would have just took a screwdriver to my own I, leg to get out Yeah,
1: of. I, I agree, but what's crazy, Bryce, is that I can't speak for the other regions. But yeah. Europe right now, AM wise, you throw you throw three or four of the AM teams into into the into the franchise. They've def they definitely want me bottom. No, I definitely wouldn't so. be bottom. Um, what's crazy is that I would like to see them players get the opportunity they deserve because there is a lot of players in the in the in the franchise league that are absolutely stealing a living, from my opinion, Players that have been absolutely underperforming for years.
0: Yeah, no, so, I, I agree with that.
1: But I just think Europe as a whole, as a whole will always be overlooked. We've always said it. It, it card America, Call of Duty, American esports. I, it's a weird one, Europe's always been overlooked, just just look look at Trey this year, um, what's the word you put it, very undeserved dropped from New York, uh, there's no means their worst player, there's no means their best player, no means their worst player, and no means the reason why they weren't doing what they should have been doing, Did, but so, I just think because he was European,
0: what we've had to got, go. I've spoken about this before, but this is one of the topics I wanted to bring up. So I'm a little bit worried, right? And I don't know how you feel on this, but I think European COD is in serious trouble. I think if I'm being perfectly honest with the visa system the way it is, and this is before COVID, right? Obviously, that I don't know when the travel ban is up or any of this, but there's a travel ban. So you can't even go over there if you want to. Deal. I don't know. You've, you've suffered at the hands of that. So you can't get European player. The North American franchises don't really look at the European players most of the time, anyway. Outside of some, right? Then you've got your visa issues. So it's like this this massive issue of are we even going to see these these good teams realistically get a shot over in America? Because you know, Singularity went over. Team War have been doing well all, well uh, all year. Your team's been doing well. And I don't see from the community or from these North American players them really going, well, why don't we dip into that talent pool? We could grab some good Europeans. Because in my mind, I think some of the European AMs could just, well, honestly, spit I mean, over the I North mean, American AMs, right? I mean, right?
1: over recent years, the European AMs have been better than the American Especially last year.
0: Yeah. And yet, and yet I don't think franchises will give them a, a fair shot at all. I don't think anyone's even looking. I don't I don't know if any of the North American teams are even looking realistically. And I'm wondering oh. if it's going to get worse. You know, if a European player now gets dropped from a franchise and can't find a home somewhere else. I don't think that's just... I don't
1: quite think that's just Europe. Like, that has a problem. I think every region is going to have a problem sooner or later. But the sheer fact that a lot of older players that probably tried challenges this year to get a shot back they have to move on bro, like life. You can't yeah. survive as a, as a as an adult, like years ago, you could survive off this when you're 18, 19 and you got your family support, but at some point you got to stand on your own two feet in life. Yeah, And, and it- that's where the older players are gonna move on. So these younger players, they don't really have the leadership that ourselves, like myself was given when I was young, when I was coming through, or just younger players that come through over the years, they haven't got that leadership. So they're going to go to a franchise and they don't really know what a team is. They're, like, they're going to be just in with whoever they come up with and they're just going to be left it to themselves. And that's what I feel, feel like that's going to be the issue across regions. Obviously, America will be different because you've got the influence and whatnot of the people that are actually there and the actually teams over there anyway. But yeah, I think I think APAC would die. I think APAC's probably dead already or is going to be. Yeah. Europe will follow suit, um, especially if people don't get picked up. Uh, people lose interest and focus and ambition. Now, um, I, I can see if, that. If people who don't get looked at, they're going to think, okay, we've ran the scene um, the whole year. Uh, arguably, the EU scene is better than any scene in terms of the amateurs. Uh, and we aren't being looked at, so why am I wasting my time? That's what I feel like myself why am i wasting my time because i'll never really get looked at apart from you got the london team obviously that's that's like uk focused but you really coming through would you replace some of the london players with and that's really your only ticket through if london keep their uk based uh team yeah that's the only way really through and that's only a couple of spots you've got you've got like three four teams lining up here that's like 20 20 smart players that are ready that, that are like are ready to be Ready to go? You got a lot of players that are ready to go, boys.
0: No, I I agree. like,
1: especially like these players have been placing consistent over a few years in the M scene, or they've been pros dropped into M um, and been placing well or consistently uh, at the top. And you got American players that have been placing quite bad. Like some of these players that got picked up have had, I've got some shocking CVs, some shocking CVs. If we're yeah. being brutally honest, and the pairs will just lose interest, and that's how I feel about it as well. And as you get older, you got to feel like for the future, because the way I look at it now, like the way the franchises are looking at it as well. Once you get to like my age, like they don't kind of don't really want to look at it unless you they kind of have to. You know what I mean? Unless yeah. you really add that causing havoc in the pro scene.
0: No, I, I agree. I think take um the example I like to use is Team War, right? Um, yeah. because you think about that team they did bi- they did bits last year at Champs right so you've got a team that's, that's you know has proven themselves against big teams what,
1: what's crazy Bryce is that yeah. I look at that team and I think why don't they get picked up
0: you know, no I agree I,
1: I look I, no, I look in and you gotta be you gotta be honest I like them guys yeah and you gotta think they've Dave, they've still quite good um got him and Steve as well you gotta look at it like this like that World War Two, yeah, yeah. That it was showcased every week. Them getting smoked,
0: yeah. Well, I
1: look at it like if I take uh, instance. Uh, what's that player's name? LAG Holler. Yeah. Do Do you know he changed his name, right? And his name <laughs> used to be Norks, and Bradley Endura turned on him on SND to get to champs in one v three. No, I did so not know that, that. So if that was the stain, their name. Why is he not staining other people's names that bad? Because they actually are better than him. Why isn't it staining their names? Because he's a, a European. Do you get, do you get what I'm getting at?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, feel like I do feel like Team Moore have had a, a rough ride. Like, you think about how consistently, you know, from the from the the splice knockout, which was a big moment at Champs last year, to placing consistently well in challenges all year, and I don't think, I, I haven't asked them, but I wouldn't be surprised if a, not a single franchise has even reached out? A coach, think, a GM... I, I, has even... I don't think
1: they have. What's crazy is that you look at that team and David Steve have been the, 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 the backbone of that team for the whole year. Yeah. And they've been at the top the whole year. So you got to look at like this. I don't think... I think them two will be the last people that get looked at, even though them two are the backbone of that team. Because you've got... Uh, Probably not Denzel either, but you've probably got the Afro and Lucer, they'll get looked over at them too because sheer fact they're young. It's yeah. But well, I could tell you now, even they probably been more to the table than them.
0: I think for me, apart from Toronto Ultra, who kind of went wide with their pickups, right? I think that the tactic of almost every single team in the league at the moment. And I don't know whether it's laziness or that's just what people think works and that's and nobody's going against it, right? This is the tactic. This is all you've got to do if you're a GM or a coach in the league right now. Well, we need to make a change. Okay, who do who what do we do then? Well, we I could mean, we could investigate or we could just pick up a crack youngster and throw I him
1: mean, in. I mean, you got like perfect example, my team right now, you had Wieman, Nelson. Uh Wieman and Nolsen had, had a very good champs, top six. Uh, I'm pretty sure they were the only people within the top six that didn't get picked up for this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, what more have you got to do? But maybe, right?
1: maybe I think it gets worse now. I think we like got the top eight. Like they were the only people not to get picked up in the top eight. And like Dom said, like it's harder this year, but like it's way past this year, Dom. It's been happening. That's been happening for years, like in terms of like the attitude towards European players. But like just for this year, the fact that you got so much talent. And some of these Americans that have been part average for some years.
0: What do you think, Like, what what is the solution to that then? Because in my mind, the way it should work, or at least the thing where you know I would like to see it work, uh, is there are scouts and these analysts, and the, these people come through. Because, because all I can see it working is these coaches. I don't think they really give a shit looking outside the team until they have an issue, and then they're probably just going off recommendations from their players. Oh, There's no actual yeah, well, active scouting. You hit on under now in terms of that. Like, if we talk about that point. Where they
1: don't really look until it happens, then you need a quick solution. Yeah. Like unless the person of a Europe in Europe has a visa or work permit, if it's Canada, unless they've got that, you're gonna have to go for a, probably a month process to get them over there to be able to play in the league. Yeah. So that's not a quick fix. So it has to be at the start of the year, pretty much, or you have to. It has to be like whilst team is playing like you pick up someone because you're going to bring them into the team before that happens or if it happens uh, it's a it's a mixture of different things it's also the fact that it's obviously in america yeah it's an american esport pretty much
0: yeah no I, i i agree with that i think it's do you think that's do you think that could be fixed with a greater investment in the coaching staff or the way franchises do things or maybe just it just maybe just needs to be a mentality change. Like I don't know right now, um like how any team would go about being proactive rather than reactive in terms of finding because a lot and, and this is again, this is the mentality thing, well, it's right? A
1: bit, well, it's hard it's hard as well because you've got to look a bit from their point of view. Yeah. Where where where, where do they actually watch these players? Mate? Like, like originally, none of these tournaments was supposed to have a stream, like even on land. Like, yeah, it had to be an outroll from the lead from the actual community to get a stream. Originally, there would, there would have been no showcasing for these AMs originally, and even now, there's been five streams for these AMs. We've probably played about 16 17 tournaments, yeah, only five have been streamed.
0: No, no, I fully got. One of the things I want to, you know, I, I've said before, um, take a look at last year, for example. Some of the players that were highlighted that are now in the league, you know, Simp and Selium, We saw those on phase black first rack out and we saw them absolutely detonate on the competition. They got picked up after that. And obviously, I'm not saying it was just from being on that stream, but I guess it did, suddenly didn't hurt their chances. Um, another recent one, Awakening, has been known as good. And obviously, people have gone out and scoured him. But you only have to go back into my tweets. I think somebody found it for me the other day. I pointed him out when he knocked out Mind Freak. I said this guy is something special. You know, he is. He is good enough to do this work, because this is not normal what he is doing. Right? And you only have to go back and look at what he did there. So that's maybe so, you know, exactly what people need to see. But how, how is anybody gonna pick up a player who you haven't played ha- anything?
1: It, it has to come from the top down, bros, because these yeah. franchises can't watch these players. Why are the franchises gonna put their own hand in their own pocket to showcase ams when they don't why why would you do that? They're not your players, they're just why would you do that? Yeah. And then you then you're gonna give everyone else the opportunity to scout as well. It has to be from the top down, like it has to be because these franchises they're only just startups as well, like these franchises on year, ten years, twenty years. Not that deep into it, like their, their force, their workforce isn't that great, and they're instilling teething issues, like they're still trying to get the, the right coaches, the right GMs. Yeah, and there's like a lot of teething issues to have that sort of issue where they kind of have to go out of their way incredibly to, to, to collect any information on these arms. They're kind of have to go with what they're seeing, and all they're seeing is, okay, this is the placements, what happened, okay. The guy in top eight might be the best player in the whole of the list, but you don't know because you don't yeah. get the same player.
0: Well that that's another issue, right? And this is something we talk about in, in Call of Duty. Like I think I can't remember what event I was watching, but I know for a fact I was watching somebody make very important kills, and then I looked on the scoreboard at the end and they were like they were barely positive. They were barely positive. But I remember watching like the rotation kills they made, some of the trades and the and the baiting they did, and I'm like, that is a very good gameplay from that player, you know, whoever it was. And I'm like, but nobody's gonna figure that out because they only went like 21 and 19. You know, if you watch the game, then you could probably see it. like an expert. Like I'm sure some of these coaches and some of these players will see the same thing I did, because I'm, you know, they probably even know even more than me, right? And they will see that and go, that is a selfless player, that is somebody we can use, you know. I can judge him on his talent. If you don't see that and you just see placements and KD. You know, then you, you, you might as well just go on to the bloody Modern Warfare Reddit and pick up somebody. But, but, that, you know. but that's all they can see at the moment. Yeah, no, no I, I agree. There, I agree. I, I agree. And some of it is, you are right, teething issues in franchises. We know that it was going to be, but I I knew it was going to be a little bit rough um, when I heard from friends of mine that some of these franchises didn't even really know what COD was. The, the, they had no idea they had to it had to be explained to them. They come to a, like an event after they'd already bought in and it had to be explained to them what was happening on screen. No idea. And then they've had to go out and find individuals who could be, you know, shysters, they could be liars, they could be, you know, self inflated egos. They could they could basically just be rubbish at their jobs and you have no idea because you don't know what you're looking for and you just gotta hope you've got the right person. And then that's just a that's just a ricochet, right? You just keep going down and go. Well, if we've gone wrong at the very first thing, and the person advising us, then the person they might pick up might be a friend or might be terrible. And then coaches, and then players. And I mean, there were teams who had players but didn't have head coaches. So the head coaches walked into a pre-made team,
1: and you're like, oh, well, this uh, is this yeah, is yeah. great. And I would have I would have flipped out. That's not so Uh
0: like how are you gonna how are you gonna have a head coach who hasn't had anything to do with a team just go there you go coach them and he's like well we did not know the meta we don't know you know what I need we don't know if these guys are gonna get along it's been built by somebody else like it it's 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 <laughs> quite I franch- need some
1: money in the transfer market
0: <laughs> I mean and, and don't get don't yeah. even get me started on the fact you know you got the the luxury tax this year so you ha- so you know some people have to be a little bit careful and cautious about spending all this money and I don't think all the franchises fucking work.
1: What's kind of crazy is that I think a lot of the franchises came in on all these players. A lot of players are getting way overpaid. Uh, it seems like a charity franchise. sometimes. Uh, yeah. But, um, these players are guaranteed the whole year, by the way. And you you rush the maximum. So you're kind of, kind of obliged to keep the team at some point when you're paying them that much. Yeah,
0: I mean, well, imagine that situation um, right? you can't drop somebody because they're worth that much money just be like oh crap you know they could just they could sit there right deal and just go bollocks to you I'm and it, not, it, I'm not it's listening it's to also, you
1: it's also it's also the situation where only 12 teams so yeah. and it's also the situation where a lot of players that got picked up shouldn't have got picked up um, and anyone looking outside, outside in could have told you that that player would have been not that great and he probably would have been on the bench the whole year. So, um, there's a lot of them. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, I don't. For, and and then, and
1: then you got you got him on the bench, and then you got to bring in someone for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, look. And you got
1: the... do, you got you got to do it quick. Yeah. And you you've had you've had no showcase because a lot of these teams did it at the start of the year. But when you do it at the start of the year, at the start of the year there was no one. There was no streams of things so you you of had to yeah. make quick and fast decisions.
0: Look at some of the players on the bench now. Players that could probably just go straight into the league. Just sit, just sitting there. Doing nothing.
1: I mean, yeah, like, that's all I that uh, I've I'm, I'm literally been up that long. That's how I <laughs> forgot the point I was pointing. You've got players on the bench, but these are the scraps that, like, shouldn't be in the league. Probably, and that money as well. So, obviously, the league rules that uh, if a player, player kind of has to overtake a pay cut and go to another team or on the bench, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And a lot of these players realise that they're probably go to another team, take a pay cut and end up on the bench anyway if they use them. And it, that's if they want them. That's the whole point. A lot of these players were scrap, So you got someone on your rusty pain X amount for and no one else wants them. Uh, I think an example will probably be uh JCap, right? Yeah. I mean, like
0: he's no got to be on the bag, right? Like, there's no way he's yeah,
1: gonna he's it. got to be on the He's got to be collecting some... Some nice money, but no one else would want him, right? So yeah, you got you got you got him on the bench, no one else wants him. That's also a spot that you probably could have paid about a few a few am contracts for that. A, a lot of factors have came into it this year and I think franchise are gonna learn. Do you think next year they'll be the,
0: the difference? Think, in? Like do you think? I don't know. Three? I don't
1: know if they're gonna learn next year. I think they will purely because of the circumstances that we're going through right now in COVID. And they're gonna have to Lower costs where they can, so it's going to be a bit different, but I don't think they really will learn. I think it will take a few years for everyone to really get the gist of how this will plan out. These guaranteed contracts, these 10 man rosters.
0: I think, I think for me, like a point you've just hit upon there is maybe really think about next year and how maybe you would strategize it. Like, if you're being honest, if you think about it this way, next year what you could do, because I think what people may realize is that these home aren't as important as you think they are in terms of like, as long as you place consistently well to get into a decent position for champs, you don't really have, because it's it, the old way of thinking is I've got to make a team to win this event, right? That's how it used to be. I need like, we're going to Dallas. Let's win this event. I need to make the best team for this event. You know, fourth isn't good enough. Second isn't good enough. It has to be first. Well, being perfectly honest, this year of the way the league works, second is good enough, right? You you need a consistent placing to get to the end of the year in a good spot. That's what that's what yeah, you
1: need. Yeah, you have to be consistent. That's yeah. the whole part. of card like you're not consistent. You're going to, have to start question marks whether you've them or you spot. Consistency is key in every sport, but but the team. I, I, like I don't think an outside looking in. I think there's very few people who actually care about winning anymore. Bags, crazy these days. People making millions they've never seen before. I oh, yeah. I think a lot of people have lost sight of what they came here to achieve or what they were here for. Well, I that, that. So that aspect, I see your point. But, but that, I just don't. I don't see like it's just twelve teams, bro. Like, and this year it was eight teams at every event. Yeah. But we come from a place where you've got 300 teams, 200, 200, about 100 to 200 teams at every event, and anyone have the opportunity of winning it. We go to an eight-team event. As a community, we can't look at that and give you the win. We can't. It'd also be a discredit to everything that has happened in the past, but we've got to look forward. But how can you look forward when it's so far back? No, No, I agree with that. I think... It's mad. It's actually crazy. Like, yeah.
0: but maybe that's like next year. Like, if if a franchise can can do it, and it's not gonna be easy because no player is gonna want to take less money next year, regardless. Um, but if the teams, you know, and the franchises realistically thought about, I it, was like, well, if we shrink, you know, salaries by 15 percent, you know, that's a good amount of money in this market. Like, it's two hundred grand to sink. You, you know, that's all I'm talking about. You know, fifteen percent would sink shrink at two hundred grand. You could technically get four. You know outliers throughout the year, like that would give you enough salary before the luxury tax to get four in if you want to on the bare minimums, right? And that's just a little shrinkage, like and that that may help you out because there are teams this year that have struggled to to make those changes. Seattle Surge, LA Gorillas, like these, have you know they've had some changes, but it it hasn't you know lit a fire on them. They haven't had the opportunity to get back into into anything massive. Ojala sh- suffered for most of the year, right? And if you're a GM or you're an owner and you're looking at that or, or a coach and you're going, holy shit, we picked this wrong. Well, That's the whole point of why COD's so unique, right? You can't make a team.
1: You can make teams before the game, but a lot of them will change. Yeah. You you make a team based off uh, what the past game was or a tryout, what a typical tryout game looks like, what you need from a typical tryout. I mean like what players probably look good in track games or that's what you base your team off, right? Okay, what's it, what matters is this game going to be, right? Yeah. That's what you make a team off. So to, to do that and then make a team before, you've got a good chance that nine out of the 12 teams are going to change in my opinion. Eight, nine are going to change. Yeah.
0: But that, that, that's the problem, but set, right?
1: Each franchise has seven people locked in. There was, only re- there was only three spots available to bring in someone. If that seven-man roster doesn't fit suit, obviously not every franchise used the seven-man property this year. You had Maniac on a contract. Lord knows what happened there. Um, stuff like that. Not every team used their, their seven-man roster wisely this year. Obviously, no, that no. probably, probably changed because they've seen that, like, hard is a bit unique and you can't make a team before the game and then... Uh, hoping it will stick because the likely chance I won't stick so that's only three spots available because they're all guaranteed so it's a bit hard to 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 make it work throughout the year but I mean that just comes down to who's got the best scouting who's got the best recruiting
0: but I mean what if you got what if you got no salary cap left or luxury tax I keep calling it salary cap because it's it's more obvious like if you have a player 200k player for instance yeah. terrible terrible this year Ram. You can't get rid of him. You can't get rid of him. He's still yeah. going to be in your luxury tax. <laughs> you know, you can't then get another two hundred k player because you you haven't got the room left. If there's another one, you think, oh, well, we could actually use him in our setup. You know, we need a we need a, a good AR and another team dropped a two hundred k player. You can't have him. You just can't. You, there's no way you can have him, not unless you can get but him that, for free. But, but look, that, and you ain't that, getting that, him for free. That's cod
1: like in a nutshell. Like the skill gaps that low, especially five v five in the, the current game. Everyone's a superstar. Everyone's worth two hundred fifty k. There's only there's only a fair few people that are elite players. The rest are just good, yeah. But, do you think,
0: yeah but that's the problem: is you are paying. So for how so how, would you, how, would, how would you
1: price these players? Because you've already priced them, by the way.
0: Well, that's that's the issue. You've already, the, you've already the priced is these wrong.
1: quite. You've already priced some of these players quite high,
0: mate. Quite. You got X
1: player on twenty five a month. How would you turn around and say you're now only worth seven? How have you gone that far down on the peck in order to say? You're now like
0: 80 percent of what you used to be? Like 20% of what you used to be? Well, being perfectly honest with you, that's that's for the, the business owners and the GMs to make that call. And, they, and can't the, trust everyone to follow suit because someone's going to go rogue and start pricing people. Yeah, they, pro- they probably are. And at that point, you have to think about whether or not you're going to play it smart, right? Because these... these but then fucking
1: up, But then you end up with, with a team that's probably unlikable. No one's really got following. Probably average players. And then you end up in the... It's it's uh it's a it's a money game. Like they all these franchises have money.
0: I know I know they do. I just I'm just not sure. I mean, don't get me wrong, right? I think money has been thrown at the scene this year. I'm just curious whether or not it should have been in the way it is. Now I have no problem with players earning the bag. There's been a lot of shit over the years, they should hundred oh, percent get everyone paid.
1: Everyone collects the bag but what you gotta realize is that there are a lot of 200k players especially what's going on at the moment and i've been saying for a while warzone is is a threat now you're right threat like there is people playing warzone enjoying it playing these tournaments enjoying it i'm going to keep putting that enjoying it yeah there's a lot of people not enjoying playing at the moment and they're enjoying it they're making a bag from it and they they are they're their own boss essentially do you think it is a threat? In my opinion, so if you was to bring them down that low, some players gonna be like, "Well, I've got a personality. I could make the stream work. I'd rather stream." Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. I know it's and been Warzone, a Warzone is popping, and it seems like from that, from um, being a part, it seems like being part of card, a competitive player. It seems like especially this year, the main focus has been Warzone.
0: No, I agree. I I, I fully agree. I think. Here's here's the thing. If you're a Warzone franchise, Warzone looks
1: like he's only, go, only gonna get better.
0: Yeah. If you were a franchise and you've invested this much money into the next five years of this, and you've now seen Warzone come swinging out of left field, and you're like, I don't, I don't know if there'd be almost any franchise right now that wouldn't go if if Activision, and they're never gonna do this. If Activision went, um, would you like to transfer your franchise into our Warzone franchise thing?
1: No, because no, that's not the product they they brought. That's
0: not no, the- but I think they'd do it. I think they'd do it. It wouldn't surprise me, I think they'd do it. Warzone is is a quite now a right now phenomenon. It is unbelievably big. It is kicking just socials left, right and centre, and people cannot get enough of it. People are join people are playing more Warzone tournaments than just about anything else on my timeline at the moment. They are I was in
1: a situation today, I'm not gonna tell you the situation on, on, on camera, I'll tell you after. Yeah, yeah. I was in a situation today, just an average guy. Yeah, alleged. He he's talking to me about Warzone. Yeah, he said he, he his thoughts was the exact same as mine on it. Like the players, campy 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 foals. Yeah, I'm not gonna swear. What like like the casual players the same idea on Warzone as a competitive player, and we we hadn't even seen that before in COD. Uh, competitive. It show goes to show what Warzone is, like, it, it's bridged them two gaps, in, essentially. Obviously, playstyles, pro players are going to be better, or people who are good at Warzone obviously going to be naturally better, more more skilled. But, yeah. Essentially, it, it's bridged the gap. It's the same game, same meta, Bruin, Growl, it's been the same metas, like... And these players can watch these streamers find the most OP class because you are going to use the most OP class because you can't GA or ban anything.
0: No, I I, I agree.
1: It's a threat, in my opinion. It's a threat and something needs to be done. I've heard, Uh,
0: I don't know if I should be saying this, but I'm going to say it regardless. I've heard players, you know, would rather play uh, in Warzone than, than, you know, and they haven't committed to champs. Like, I feel like we are in this... Remember this period of the year, Dale? This is the grind period. This is the live, sleep, and, you know, play COD. There is nothing else. Eat, um, sleep, play COD. That's all that should be happening. Was back,
1: back to my point when I said no one wants to win anymore.
0: It disturbed me greatly, though. It It really...
1: Uh, it didn't, know because I've said it for time. I like, do care.
0: It's been bothering me a lot recently hearing these rumours come through. That players aren't as committed to the grind this year with champs just around the corner, because that to me says there's something seriously wrong. We have the biggest tournament of the year, champs. It's fucking champs still. You, you, you know, like you, you've been around as long as I have, but that is a very special time in the Call of Duty esports calendar. There is no, there is no passing the buck. There is no excuses. It is show up or get fucked. That is it. There is, there is nothing after champs. Most people forget, you know, tournament to tournament, who's won what. Nobody forgets what happened at Champs. Nobody. It is the entire basis of next year, and I am hearing rumours down the grapevine that people aren't as committed to it, as they should be. And it makes me sick. 4.5 million. Like, what do you need to get out of bed if 4.5 million isn't enough? 4.5 million and a ring. And it's not enough for some of these players. I don't, know. I don't know. what you want me to say. Nah, I just, I just, Mira, like I know
1: you. I, 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 genuinely don't, don't know what to say. Like,
0: like, what do you do? Like, what? Imagine being, imagine being a coach or a GM, and you just. But I, watching gar- but
1: I, but I guarantee, if you added all these own players in, all these own teams, I bet they start jumping on them. Yeah. Oh Actually. yeah. Actually, no, I don't think they would. No, no, they wouldn't. Maybe nah. not. Say that back. Nah.
0: I just. You know what's going to bother me is we're going to see all this, and three, four weeks from now, I'm going to see those tweets come out saying, "Ah, oh, you know, sorry we couldn't do it, and ah, oh, we tried so hard, and oh it's a disappointing year." And I'm going to well, sit there and I'm going to be like, well, "Well, well,
1: I, I, I genuinely think you should take it upon yourself to out, out them once
0: of... they This, here's the thing: I shouldn't have to. Where, the, where the hell? I mean, I could do, but where the hell is all this shit? You know, behind the scenes coming out. Why is it not coming out? Because the gonna bring community it would roast these players alive. As bro, much who's as... going to bring it out? It's
1: true. That is very and, um, true. And, and becoming,
0: the scene's changed, bro.
1: Nobody used to be. Bro. No one wants to be a beef with anyone anymore. Yeah. You, like It's so close. There's only 12 teams now, bro. You might need that person for the week after.
0: I don't need anybody. Let's start, let's start airing this shit out. Uh, <laughs> I have an idea, by the way, for, uh, for a show. I discussed this earlier with some people. After Champs is done, and we are going into the off-season... I is- think Codney's pundit, by the way. I think, I think Codney's... I've
1: been I've been watching a lot of Roy Keane, and trust me, the scene needs a Roy Keane. And I'm absolutely Roy Keane to do it.
0: <laughs> hey, mate, come on every week. I, I, I'd love to have you on. Um, but We can we can co-host it. Hey, I'm more than down. I am more than down. I think... So here's, here's my idea for... I didn't, a- get, I didn't even get a camera. <laughs> do it. Um, here's my idea for a show, deal and let me know what you think of this concept. I will get statements from people within the scene. Pro players, coaches, GMs, staff, everybody. Anybody who wants to submit one. I will obviously double-check it to make sure it's not just bullshit, and I'll do it anonymously and just read it out. I will just read out these, these things that have gone on that people don't want to stick their name to because they don't want to be fined or have trouble for next year, and I'm just going to take in statements of stuff that's happened in the background that people don't know about and just read it out and, say, and, you know, maybe I have you on the panel, maybe I have some other people and just have the team react to it because that's the only way to get the real news out. That's the only way people are going to really understand some of the things that I get to hear and and I can't put, I can't always put, you know, public or I can't yeah, I, say. I think this year, I'm not sure if it will be next
1: year, but this year there is a lot of things behind the scenes. People don't that, know. That, that people don't know that back there, the way they some of these teams or their opinions on it. But that's just, a, that's just a, I don't know my opinion on that. That's that's just down to you. If you want to do it, you want to give the people what they want.
0: Well, here's, here's the thing, to, like, then, Is in, in my mind, right, I because it doesn't have to be anything like damaging to an original card, or it, but there is a lot of stories that haven't been told, right? And I've always said, you know, I want to tell the stories, I want to digest them and break it down. The guy found out something today, today that happened two months ago, that should have been massive news. And nobody, and, and I didn't know. Nobody knew. Nobody knows. I can't say what it is because it'll, it'll be obvious where it's come from, right now. But I, I mean, I the, it, and um, it happened two months ago, and I had no idea. And I'm like, that is freaking ridiculous. I mean, there's there's news that me
1: and you both know that should have been out there and uh, publicized and spoke on, but it never. And I think a lot of things have been pushed into the carpet this year from almost everyone
0: but there's no journalists there's no there's no real journalists looking at our scene properly um as far as i can tell it's all here's a twitter clickbait here's a warzone clip here is yeah but does
1: anyone really want to step on people's
0: i think there are some journalists who would be very much interested to dive in um and to write these things and to get it out there because here's the thing it when you talk about this it sounds negative it doesn't have to be none of this is like knocking it because me me you know i you know i love call of duty esports would you know lay down over nails for it, lay down on the bar, all that sort of shit, right? Love it to death, everything. But I have always said uh, a community and an esport will live and die on the the how to put this the roller coaster it goes through. There have to be highs and there have to be lows, and these stories have to be told because otherwise it all fades back into the background. You have to, it's like take the, the players in this in, in the league, right, Dale. 70 pros or whatever it is, I think I worked out the other day. God knows if that's right. But if I were to say one of these pros is shit or bad, right, in context, perfectly fine. Perfectly fine for me to say a player, we'll make up a player, we'll call him bitrate, right? If I went and said, you know, this pro player, bitrate on... Uh, any team, you know, I was I called the Hull Warriors last weekend. If I said this player is awful, they have a terrible attitude, they suck, they should not be in a team, they should not be paid 200k because we don't, you know, none of the salaries are public either, which is quite frankly insane. If I said that was a bad player, I would get flamed for it. I would be hounded on Twitter and I would be, you know, people would go at me and I could be right. But people will come up with these stupid excuses like, oh, they're better than you are. Oh, what have you ever done? Etc. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That, in context, that, that player comes sucks. To a point, yeah, but that just comes to a point where, like... There's, no, there's and, no venom in this in there's no, there's no real looking at these players and breaking it down because everybody has excuses. And yeah, but that's that, it. That, it like, it's in
1: soft. Other, in other sports, it's done officially. Like, you look at like, Monday night football. Like, you got Roy Keane. Like, he's... It's on air on TV, and FA aren't shutting it down; they're letting it happen because it's punditry. It's yeah. someone that's in a prof- professional field giving his professional view on a professional game.
0: Like, and so- and it, sometimes it's sensationalist, right? It is, but it's bloody entertaining, and it promotes discussion.
1: Oh it, yeah, it, it promotes discussion. It also, people people want to tune in. Like I, I've I've been nonstop looking at Roy Keane. Punditry just purely because it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it's not hilarious. Like he means it. He's been 100% serious. He's been 100% genuine. And that's why I don't think. That's why I don't think there is in COD. I, I do agree. Like even the past years when people used to say or question a player, players used to get so put hurt about it. And it was a big fuss. And it comes to the point where you shouldn't really, as a player, you shouldn't really know what a, a, a caster or I want to call him pundit. You shouldn't know what a pundit says you shouldn't yeah, really know yeah. like you should, your game should be focused on improving your game and being the best person you can I'm not worried about quite like, like casters or what what they've got to say about you. yeah, yeah. that's they're, 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 they're there to entertain the stream they're there, their jobs to entertain the stream yours is to play the game your job yeah
0: but I, think, I, think, I think I think I think Admittedly, a lot of people have a thin skin. they say they don't but you know if you started you know tearing into a player they get a bit and admittedly, it is personal in some regards, but they are right. Like, if I was on a, on a stream and I, you know, called out a player for something, which I have done in the past, and it's gone both ways. Sometimes they're like, yeah, that's fine. The other times, you know, they've had a bit of a fit about it. Like, oh, you know, this is ridiculous. How can you say this? You know nothing. I know everything. And I'm like, well, it, it's irrelevant. All of you, you know, I well, that, don't well, care how well, you feel why, about my
1: opinion. But well, If you used to put a pro player on there, they would say, they'd still say that. But that's just, that's just card fans, by the way. Like, that's just... That's just like gamers, like Yeah. You don't get that in a usual sport, that's just gamers for like that's the way they think, like they're watching it, oh, you're not better than them, you're watching. It. Like yeah. like their opinion as a matter. Well, who cares? I, I think I think you would it would do the same wonders I you said, it would, it would create discussion. I yeah. think it'd do more bring more views in if the right people were there. I think it was ex pro players that had the accolades and the credentials, have yeah. these opinions. Well,
0: but because... again, again yeah, there's a, there's this big friend circle that like, they don't want to be on the outside of it. You know I, and I, well, get, but that, like, but I like, get that,
1: but, but, but like but that's where it comes to the point where you're not you don't play anymore. Why do you want to be their friends? Like if you take a job if you take a job as a an a, a, a caster. Yeah. Or like an and an, 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 an and bla <laughs> and an, analyst, an yeah. analyst, yeah. You take a job as an analyst. Your job is not to create friendships with people. Yeah, like you might have one or two friends that's in the scene. you gotta be real. And I always say if you can't be real to your friends, who can you be real to?
0: No, I agree. I, I, I fully agree. I think it's it's uh it's, it's just it's just weird for me. Like I miss uh I think one of the, the most fun desks I ever worked was with tape. Uh, because Teep, Teep is a savage, people don't, I don't know if people know this, but Teep is savage as hell when it comes to analysts, like analysing, and if you give, I feel like if you give him that leeway, and and you can lead him into it, he is, and admittedly, you know, he was at the very first event, but I feel, feel like, the, you know, he was probably calmer than he would be if you were seeing him all year, because he would do, I think Chance is another one, Chance would quite happily just, you know, go into a player, because these have, they have opinion and they have that stuff to back it up, um, and I just think, you know, you always need uh, like a like a, play, a person to play it straight. You know, you want somebody funny, you want somebody savage, you want somebody who's got the the right numbers. You know, you have to have a mix of this to make it a very entertaining time. Um, and I just wonder if Call of Duty could do with more of that. You know, more of the shows where people, you know, clips get thrown out because then people talk about it, right? And that's and, and that admittedly that's one of the reasons I restarted the podcast because I was like, I just want to talk about this stuff in the manner that me makes sense. You know, we have to discuss these topics. Let's discuss them. There's no point, you know, closing our eyes and just sit, like I said, sitting here pretending, oh, yeah, everyone's everyone's great and this is all fantastic and I'll just say buzzwords until people stop talking to me and, you know, just have a good old laugh and a good old time. This is serious business in some regards. And I, I enjoy having an educated discussion with people who are more than happy to retort they are happy to disagree we can discuss something in its full context without just glazing over it anyway this bit of a serious discussion i can't remember where that started um <laughs> uh, let's go for questions from the chat as we as we're gonna continue on and, and go for it if you've got a question throw it in the chat especially for mad cat as he has joined us here this session as well um Somebody asked me earlier, actually, if this is going to be on Spotify or that. I think it is, but I think I have to get a five episode before it goes on Spotify. I'll take care of all of it. It's still a work in progress. I'm doing it all myself, and, you know, that's how it all kind of goes down. But, uh, Mad Cat, do you? Do, what do you think about, you know, upcoming balance changes for the game? Do you think we'll see one before, champs? Hopefully not. <laughs> two weeks, I mean, two hopefully weeks. not, yeah, but...
1: There's two weeks left? Why do you need a
0: meta change? Well, I mean, there was technically... There was a weapon balance that actually happened in this patch, but I think it was just walls. I mean, if you you
1: didn't get an uproar from the scene before, you're definitely going to get one now. Yeah. Probably tip some players over the edge. I'll start looking at players' (laughs) mental health if that happened.
0: I just might have to get called in before champs if that happened. Boy. I wonder if it'll happen earlier this year, like all that sort of stuff gets set up because... Now we're going to have the off-season and obviously the franchise. Before, it was all the we'll way.
1: I, I think, if I'm a franchise listening to this, if you're a franchise, you're a GM, whatnot, you listen to me right now. During the off-season, your players need to get help. You need them to make sure they are in top-notch mental shape for next year. Whether they want to be physical shape or not, whatnot. Mental. It's, been a, it's been a long year. It's been a long year, so make sure your players are in top-notch mental shape to get the best out of next year
0: that's good advice i think that i think that i think that's 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 really good advice you know? a I long think... year for us all. it certainly has it, it certainly has been a, a long year for everybody and obviously the pandemic has has changed things significantly and i always say you know it's a caveat there is an awful lot to you know kind of carry on with um but i don't know man it's just i feel like next year will be interesting to see what they plan because a lot of their plans have been thrown in the bin because of covid But also now, you know, there's no excuses next year. There really isn't. You've had a year, you've had a franchise, you're now embedded. You can't be a franchise next year and and drop the ball. You just can't. You you need to be set up. Everything needs to be good next year. You know, the production's going to be better, I'm sure. It's going to be more smooth. They've had a year to get through it. They're going to have a different game. We've got franchises who, by now, if they don't know what they're doing, then pay somebody else quite simply. Um, and you just think, hopefully it should be better. Hopefully it should be better. That's what I think, anyway. Tough. It's tough. It's tough. Um, all right, Dylan, I think um, I'm going to give it there because I know you've been up since like 6am. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so thank you, Dylan, for coming on. I have need
1: pre- to get back on for a pre-champs one. Oh, 100%. I want to I want to talk pre- about jam- the teams. Because I feel like... Literally, we could do exactly what we just spoke about and talk about the teams and the players, because looking yeah. in, have a good understanding on every team, players, I think it'd be a good episode to do.
0: No, I 100% agree. I will hold you to that, and have you on as one of the panel when we go into our champs episode. Um, yep. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, but I appreciate you coming on, do. I know it's been a very busy day for you. Yeah, it's been <laughs> a busy day, but all right it is what it is <laughs> it is what it is uh all right thank you so much Dil. um all right if you are watching this on the youtube make sure you subscribe we had a lot of subscribers come in make sure you put a comment in down below uh this will now be going on to some podcast platforms i'm gonna try and get up on some platforms so people can listen at home but i always appreciate feedback on my twitter anything like that what do you want me to change what do you want me to see um and how it all goes and i appreciate people everybody who's followed during this uh, i think dom subbed as well appreciate it dom for subbing you know any money that i actually make from the stream goes straight back into it whether it be new graphics uh, equipment or even you know just anything i can i can help with this because obviously it costs a podcast and use some of the broadcasting software i use um but i appreciate it massively so thank you so much to dylan and thank you everybody for watching we'll see you next time